It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College Adult and Graduate Study. Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. My name is Mike Bernard. Thanks for being with us. I am your host, also one of the certified financial planners on the show, grinning across from me, Kevin Corhorn, so between happy us, to be here. smiling also, Josh Gregory. Absolutely. Very happy to be here. Hey, what makes someone financially successful? That's the question that we asked the Notre Dame football team earlier this summer, and uh, we then gave them our version of the answer. And we're actually going to share that secret with you today. Because whether you do your work on an offensive line or an assembly line, (laughs) it doesn't matter. It's your habits that make you financially successful. So today we'll offer four great financial habits that will help you start winning in your financial life. Well said, Josh. Well said. If you have a question, the stuff that we're going to be sharing is simple, but it is very difficult to do. If you have any questions, need any help, you can reach out to us. In a few different ways, call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. You can find us online, wisemoneyradio.com, or all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, and the YouTube channel. Just search Wise Money Radio. So last week, we were joined by a special, very special guest, uh, former quarterback and star quarterback at Notre Dame, Ron Paulus, who's now director of player development for the team. In that role, for the past few years, he's developed this two-week clinic for the players, for the team in the summer, really all about how can they learn other skills that can help make them successful in life, whether they go on to play football for a little bit professionally or not. What are some of the skills that they need? He calls it 4 for 40, Excellence Beyond ND. And uh, oh, probably a month before it started, he called Kevin and said, hey, would you guys like to participate? I think I'd like to add a financial element to help the guys get some foundation in their finances before they go, go off to whatever. And we said, sure, took him up on that. And, and um, we're going to share the same challenge, the same message we delivered to the football team uh, earlier this summer. We're going to share it with you today. Yeah, Absolutely. that phone call. I was so excited to hear from Ron. I, I thought I was finally, my number was finally getting called. You, you do have four <laughs> years eligibility. I do. <laughs> I, I, and and I've, I've, I've been guarding those, and I thought, man, this is finally my time. <laughs> and I think my chance to get on the, the field is going to be through fantasy camp. That's the only way. Yeah. They were actually doing fantasy camp that week we came in. Yeah. They were. Yeah. And that is, it, it, is a, um, it is magic. Notre Dame. Uh, uh, the three of us being uh, huge Notre Dame fans, it is there's there's some magic there. But let's talk about the the how the magic happens because we're talking about habits. And one of my favorite questions I love to ask questions when I'm working. One of my favorite questions to ask my soccer team, I would always ask at the beginning of the season, who's a leader? And they would look around and they they pick one kid. Oh, that kid's a leader. I said, everyone, get your hand up. Everyone on this team's a leader. And then I would ask them, what is going to make you successful this season? And and I, they would try and kind of stumble around, well, what is it? And I said, it's just one word. It's just one word. And finally, I would give it to them. 
It's your habits. What will make you successful this season is your habits. But we've had the same conversation at work here, too, at Corhorn Financial Group. And what will make you successful is your habits. So no matter what you're doing, and I like the line about uh, whether you're on the offensive line or the the uh, assembly line. You like that? Yeah. That, Thanks. That's, that's crafty. Um, <laughs> but it, but it, is, it, it is your habits. So, uh, Well, and, and it also, when you're trying to craft a message to players, and we had to get past the fact that these are kids who play football on Saturday on a national scale. These are elite athletes, right? right? They look like men. They're kids, though. Yeah, they're, they're college students at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, we always get kind of nostalgic when we start thinking back to our college days. And we were trying to uh, recall, well, what were the most important or impactful lessons that we learned about finances at that time? And we needed to be careful because... Uh, if we were to just give them a bunch of skills, you know, how to budget or how to choose great mutual funds or, or investments, then they wouldn't have an opportunity to go implement that right away. But habits, changing their thinking and kind of making some resolutions that as they get out into their working careers when they're done uh, at Notre Dame, um, those are those are things that we want them to to drill down deep right now so that day one of their working career they've already made these decisions they already know what direction they're going we we issued that challenge to them we issued the challenge to make the commitment to the pledge to adopt these habits i'm going to ask you to do the same thing right now i don't know where you're at in your financial life you might be just starting out you might have made a few mistakes you might actually Feel pretty proud of where you're at right now. Still, these habits are foundational, and they do, like Kevin said and Josh, lead to long-term enduring financial success. So I'm going to ask you to commit to them right now. The first one, the first habit, hopefully you've adopted at a very early age, but really it doesn't matter. You can start it right now. Save early and save often. Yeah. I remember it could have been the very first day of my career. I remember Kevin sharing with me the secret to building wealth in this life is very simple. It's live off what less than what you make and invest the difference. And and that's the key. You know, if I was going to rephrase this habit that we just said is save early and save often, it's it's not just about creating margin in your life. You have to do something with it to help dollars grow. Mm-hmm. Right, You have to put some money at risk. If you've been listening to the show for a while, we've said that the recipe that leads to your wealth building potential, it's you have to have some cash. Second ingredient is you have to put it at risk. And then third, it takes a lot of time. And that's what we were trying to emphasize to these students, to these Notre Dame football players, was get started early. Mm-hmm. Yep. We uh, we also and, and and this is this is, it's hard to do over the radio. I'm gonna do it anyway, because uh, maybe I'm a risk taker. There's the risk, Josh, in that <laughs> equation. So Josh laid out uh, just the class. You can't do a financial presentation without a graph or a chart like this. Um, so it's just it's required. But he laid out the idea that you know uh, two individuals get started working in the same job at the same time in their life. And one of them says, I'm going to start saving 250 bucks a month. The other one says, no, nah, I'm having too much fun. I'm going to wait. 
And that first person, let's call him Josh, decides <laughs> to save 250 bucks a month for the first 10 years. So over 10 years, he saved 30 grand. But then life gets to him, starts having kids and uh, fixes up uh, a foreclosure house and can't save <laughs> another dime <laughs> ever, okay? Well, his friend, after 10 years of just enjoying everything, finally wises up and says, ah, gosh, I'm getting a late start. I'm going to get started now. And I'll start saving 250 a month for the next 40 years. Okay, so friend number two, let's call him Mike, saved up 250 a month for the next 40 years. That's $120,000 saved Four up. Four times as much money saved. So Josh, who saved only $30,000 after growth compound interest, when it was all said and done, 50 years later, had $944,000 saved up. Whereas Mike, who saved 250 bucks a month for 40 years, 120 grand. That only turned into 777000 You know, the most powerful thing about that, that Josh saved a fourth as much money, mm-hmm. but he saved it earlier. Mike can never catch up to that original 10, 10 years worth of savings. Yep. It doesn't matter how far you run the money out. As long as they both just keep letting it ride, you can't catch up. So there's no substitute for saving early. Here's the trick, though. You actually don't have to make that choice. There was a third friend who was hired in the same role at the same time, and let's call him Kevin. He started saving two fifty a month from day one and didn't stop when Josh did. And he was glad that he started before Mike did, and he saved up two hundred and fifty thousand for the full fifty years. He didn't have seven hundred and seventy seven, he didn't have nine forty four after fifty years. He had one point seven million million dollars. <laughs> Bam. So that's, that's it. You know, they, I would encapsulate this by when is the best time to plant an acorn? Kevin, do you know? Today. 20 years ago, the second best time is today. So I don't know where this hits you, <laughs> right? I don't, Shoot. I, <laughs> I don't know where this hits you in your life right now, but the premise still works. You're, think about this. You're never going to be younger than you are today. What, say that again, Mike. You're never going to be younger than you are right now. So get started right now. Increase your savings. Save early, save often. We're going to talk about how to get that done as we continue to talk about the other habits we delivered to the Notre Dame football team. That and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Oh, about a month and a half ago, we were invited to speak to the Notre Dame football team and talk about wise financial principles, actually. And we laid out four foundational financial habits to them, challenged them. They were very receptive, a surprising, great group of guys. And we're sharing those same habits with you today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group coming to you from the KFG studios. My name is Mike Bernard. Across from me, Kevin Corhorn. Between us, Josh Gregory. I want to say special thanks to the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, as well as First State Bank for making the Wise Money Show possible. Once again, if you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you. We will answer those questions on an upcoming show. Call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyradio.com, and YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Just search Wise Money Radio. So, yeah, we were asked to be part of the 4 for 40 Excellence Beyond ND program that uh, former 
quarterback star for Notre Dame, Ron Paulus, is putting together for the team. And I don't know, guys. Uh, we 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 laid out a pretty challenging message, and the players received it. Yeah. Received it. They were motivated. They asked unbelievable questions. And you should know, we had Ron on the show last week talking about some of this. But the very first question by one of the players was about the habit we're about to share with you. And he asked, how do you fit giving into that model? Yeah. The very first question. Very thoughtful question. So mm -hmm. these are tough challenges, but they're foundational habits that you really can't argue with. The first habit is save early and save often. The truth is, though, it's going to be hard. And wherever you're at, you can get started today and you can get some help. Yeah. And I, I would agree with you, Mike. The, I mean, these, the, the players, they, they caught it and ran with it. And so we, are, <laughs> we, we were honored to be able to share with them. But if you're listening today and you think, okay, save early and often, and you're asking me to commit to this habit and there are three more to go, and I'm feeling kind of wrecked and undone by my current financial situation, then I would encourage you, get help. Just get help. Um, Corhorn Financial Group is a place that can help you. There are lots of amazing places in town. Work with a financial planner, make sure they're certified. So if you if if there's a, a weight or a pressure or a, when you think about saving it makes you feel bad then get started because there are people that can help you unwind the the mess and get you started but i would also want to talk to you if you are currently saving but you don't have the confidence that where you're saving is the right place you don't have the confidence that you're saving the right amount, and you're you're um, you're wondering, is it too much? Is it too little? Or is it just enough? So uh, the old Goldilocks and the Three Bears program, get help. We so we would encourage you. We want to live in the most financially literate community in the world. So let's make it this community, and and the way to do it is for you to get help. That's right, and that specific help that we uh, you know try to encourage you to have every single week. Encouragement and confidence comes from having a financial plan. Yeah. So seek out a financial planner uh, on this first habit. Save early and save often. Well, into what? Retirement? Is that a, just a bank account? And then really, how how do I do that? I'm trying to, you know, pay off bills or, you know, credit cards. I'm trying to, you know, go to the mall and go out to eat and do all these things. Life's hard. All these things are pulling at my money. How do I save early, save often? Save often? Well... Habit number two is have a spending plan. Most financial advisors might use that four-letter word called a budget. No, it's much, much bigger than a budget. If you're going to pull this off, and if you want to have peace in your financial life from the very beginning, hopefully, or starting right now, you need to build in a savings plan. Yep. Uh, you know, it, we could use an even more or a spending broad, plan. Excuse me. Spending or a cash flow plan. Yes. Right. Because every single dollar that you earn in income needs to be given a job to do. And there's really only four categories of jobs that you can uh, delegate your dollars to go pursue. That money can either be used for living, so live, give, owe, or grow. Those are the four categories. Uh, An author, uh, Ron Blue, came up with those four items, and I love them because it, everything boils down to those categories. And 
it's a it's a fantastic thing to know how much of your money, your income is going to just living expenses. How much is part of that spending plan you were talking about? Yeah. But how much also are you intending to give? Could be giving gifts at Christmas time or anniversaries, could be charitable giving or tithes and offerings that you give to your local church. Um, how much of your money is going to the things that you owe? Could be debts that you owe or taxes as well. That's a category that hopefully you can skinny down as low as possible Mm -hmm. so that you have money left to grow as well. These are the dollars that you invest for the future. And if you stopped and and paused right now, how close do you think you could get on the number or the portion of your income that would go into each of those categories? If you had to guess, would you be able to get close? Even if you couldn't get close, if you were just measuring it, that puts you uh, more financially well off or in a better position than most of your peers because most folks don't know where the money goes. And that's really what having a cash flow plan is all about. That, that budget word, I think it was it John Maxwell that said, having a budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went, mm. right? Most people do wonder where the dollars went at the end of the month. And it doesn't have to be that way. So what if your budgeting efforts began with a goal in mind? How much do I want to grow? How much will go to the things I owe? How much do I want to give? And then how much will I live off of after that? Yeah, and, and in that order, because what most folks do is they say, well, I got to live, so I got to have this, and I got to have me one of those, and I got to do this, and I got to do that. And so then you've you've taken all of your income, your disposable income, and then some for the live part, and then there's nothing left over. And actually, you you go online and get a budgeting tool, every dollar or whatever else, Mm -hmm. and they're going to help you with that. I I hate, that's a strong word. That is a strong word all of the budgeting tools out there because it just it really just helps you spend every dollar as opposed to flipping the script like josh said mm-hmm. and starting with how much you want to save and then give or give and then save and but most budgeting tools just help you know where your money's going right now that is not a spending plan mm-hmm. a spending plan is allocating it the way that josh said in fact we help coach people on using a three bank account system where you're actually allocating or, or monitoring, budgeting, uh, it, that's what you'd use for this first bank account, all the immediate expenses that you have every, every single month. But then you're also allocating dollars to and listing out all of the expenses that are either needs or wants that don't come up every month. They maybe come up two times a year, once a year, or maybe every five years. But are you going to be ready for those when they come up? And then lastly, the third bank account is having an emergency fund, squirreling money its side into a separate bank account that's just there in case something unfortunate happens and you need to get your hands on money. You're not having to go backwards. You've already set money aside for that. That's right. You know, you you referenced the very first question that the Notre Dame players asked, and it was, how does tithing fit into the budget? Does it come off the top? Is it something you hope to have left over afterwards? And I, I love that question because it's going straight to the issue of how do my values get worked into the cash flow plan? Yeah. And, and that is why 
um, you know, taking a careful eye, taking a step back and saying, how much do I want to go into these four categories? That's setting a goal. That's you taking leadership in the cash flow of your financial life. And it requires that you have an overall game plan for your life. How are you going to reduce the debt payments so that you have more capacity to either give or live or grow? And how much do you need to be saving for those long-term goals? That's all part of a financial plan. So a, a financial planning process that completely ignores the cash flow and just says, you know, do, do what you want and whatever dollars are left over, we'll try to go make those work. That's, that's not taking a leadership role in your, in your finances. What we shared with the team when launching into this, because it's not very fun to talk about, I, it's just, hey, how important is blocking and tackling to winning the game? And everyone knows that's crucial. And sadly, as Notre Dame fan, you've seen a lot of missed tackles. Um, but they know that it's critically important, right? And this is blocking and tackling in your own financial life. Having a budget, having an overall spending plan is the blocking and tackling in your financial life. What are the other two habits? We've got that to share and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn. Finding money with Corhorn. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thank you for joining us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group coming to you from the world headquarters of Corhorn Financial Group and the KFG Studios. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me, Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory. Thanks to Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies as well as Diane Bennett with Remax 100 for partnering with us on the Wise Money Show. Once again, if you have any questions, call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Every episode's on the YouTube channel. So go there, subscribe to it, like the content if you do. You can search Wise Money Radio right there. Also podcast, Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, both podcast and Google Play and Facebook and all that. We're talking about the uh, opportunity that we had to go talk to the Notre Dame football team about wise financial habits. Actually, it was just, hey, can you come talk about finances to the guys? And we did some brainstorming as to what would be applicable to a whole, to 75 guys who are very sharp, very talented, but really don't have a lot of financial experience and very, very diverse financial upbringing. And it was really, what makes you successful? What, what got you in this room? What got you in this room? It was your habits. Yes, you had skill, you had to have character, you had co great coaches, great opportunities and so on, but it was your habits that made you successful. And we're sharing with you what those habits are, just like we shared with them. Habits, grit, determination, being able to kind of put the blinders on and be different, right? These mm -hmm. were the guys that showed up early, stayed late, worked harder than anyone else. And so that that's unique because when you get to the habit number three, you need all of those things. Yeah, habit number so so habit number one: save early, save often. Habit number two is how in the world do you do that? Well, you need to have a spending plan more than just a budget. You need a spending plan. Habit number three: avoid consumer debt. In fact, I would just ask you, what role do you allow? debt to play in your life. And I'm using those words specifically. Do you allow mm -hmm. debt to play in your life? Some of us are very comfortable with that. Some of us just are fine living with it. Um, but out of, out of principle, 
as a habit. I would rather have you instill and commit to the habit of avoiding consumer debt. Yeah. And if we were going to define consumer debt, it's it's for things that are consumable. It's uh, for assets that are going to depreciate, things like car loans or credit cards. It's when you borrow money for experiences or stuff that's not going to be here at the end of the day. There won't be anything to show for it other than maybe some memories or some cool pictures. Which are right? important. You need to put money into memories for sure, right? But does it have to be borrowed money? That's the question. And you know, as we were talking to these Notre Dame football players, we tried to emphasize to them that they have shown a habit and a, a pattern in their life of always doing today what's going to make tomorrow better, right? That That is how you become an elite athlete. Uh, you're going to work hard. You're going to make sure that today I'm putting in the time and the effort so that I can have success down the road. But with consumer debt, let, let's pick on credit cards for a moment. Credit cards allow you to enjoy today and then deal with the ramifications tomorrow instead. It's the exact opposite of what those Notre Dame football players do. Did, did you hear that? I, I feel like that needs to be said again, just both sides of that. Yeah, you, you're, you're spending money today that you hope to earn tomorrow, so you're getting to enjoy dollars today and deal with the ramifications down the road instead. That's exactly what a credit card allows you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, when you think about a habit or a practice or what do I do in life, that's that's not a great one. The other reason why to avoid consumer debt, and many people don't know what it's like to pay for things with cash, but I want to tell you, if you if you haven't done it, it's a totally different experience than than paying for things with a loan. And you can do it, though. That is the Absolutely thing. Absolutely, Oh, my you goodness. Can do it. That is the thing. Most people, you, especially with a vehicle, with a car, there's no way. I, there's no way I can save up that much money. I've never been able to save up $1,000, let alone fifteen, to buy, buy a used car. You can do it. Yeah. You can. Yeah. One of my – a personal story. When I was a junior in high school, my brother was going to college in Montana, and we went out to Montana – and it seemed like every other car was a Land Cruiser, a early '70s Land Cruiser, Toyota Land Cruiser. It looked so cool, and and so I I just said, okay, my dream car is a Toyota Land Cruiser. Uh-huh. And so I said, okay, well, this is what I want to do. I'm gonna I want to save up enough money to buy a Land Cruiser. And it took um, many years, decades, right? It, but when I finally had the money to buy a Land Cruiser with cash. I looked and said, there's no way I'm going to spend, there's no way I'm going to part with this much money for that. (laughs) It's so funny to hear you share that. We've never talked about this before. I had the exact same experience. I remember going to my job and going home and on the drive there and the drive back, I would pass what was a dream car of mine when I was 16. And when I was 18, 19, I would drive past this car. And the price was Zero. right there. <laughs> Geo Tracker? <laughs> no. No, the price was DeLorean. right there on the windshield. <laughs> and when I finally had enough to buy it, I thought, there's no way I'm I'm parting with this money to get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Debt makes it easy for you to make uh, sometimes an impulsive decision, right? Yeah. You don't have the years of building up and saving and thinking about it and weighing the options. 
Instead, you can just hurry up and make the decision and then hope that you have the income to pay it off down the road. So how do you avoid credit card debt, consumer debt? It's that spending plan. It's the spending plan, Mm -hmm. and it most likely is a coach, someone helping you get there. How do you build up and pay cash? It's, again, that spending plan. A lot of those things are in that delayed spending, that second bucket. You're saving up to buy the furniture. You're saving up to buy that next car as opposed to going to debt. That's one of the reasons why instead of calling that second bucket, the savings account, we we don't always call it the delayed spending account. Sometimes you can think of it as the debt prevention account. Exactly. Because if you haven't been building up savings for the next home repair, when the water heater goes out, and it will go out eventually, um, will you have the cash to be able to go replace it and deal with that need so that even though you have a water heater crisis, it doesn't have to be a financial crisis. And you don't have to let the credit card company be the one who's standing there ready to bail you out when it happens. You could have already been building and intentionally saving on a monthly basis the money that you know is eventually going to go towards home repairs. So let's go back in the funnel a little bit because we're talking about behaviors and and what I would want you to work on is your beliefs. And so in listening and thinking about these things, reading books, doing whatever you do, get your beliefs correct first because out of your beliefs will spring your behavior. So make the determination, take the pledge, raise your right hand right now and say, I will never pay credit card interest. I will never pay credit card interest. I will never pay bank fees. Bank fees are for chumps. I will. <laughs> no, uh, I'm serious. They're a sponsor of the show. No, I know. But you don't. It, it, hey, there are ways to have the accounts without paying the doggone fees. You're right. So, You're so, right. Um, so again, make these decisions. Make, I will I will give 10% of my income. I will save 10% of my income. I will find a way to live on whatever's left whatever's left over after taxes. So so make the, these resolutions and say the constitution that I live by is this and then don't violate it. Mhm. There's a few things that are tucked in with this, and actually the Notre Dame football team had several questions about it. And and the first one is, well, how in the world do you build credit if you're not using consumer debt? Well, um, there are ways to, to build credit, and one of them is um, taking that pledge Kevin mentioned just to never pay credit card interest. Use You can use a credit card. Just pick one category in your budget, gasoline, gassing up the vehicle, and charge that every time, but then it's part of your budget. So you pay the full balance off every single month and even set up an auto pay. You can do that if you're getting a credit card from the, from the bank. You can set up an auto pay where, hey, even if I forgot to submit my payment, you're just going to pull it right out of my bank account. Um, and, and then the other one, and the players asked a little bit about this, but I'm assuming it applies more so as you get through life is, what if you're already in credit card debt? How do you get out of it? And that's why we would always tell you to go see a financial planner. I I would tell you, don't jump into debt consolidation. Don't look at those things. I mean, you first need to plug the hole and get a system in to fix the problem. That's the spending plan, three bank account system. But next, it could be a a debt snowball. It could be some sort of refinance. It could be some other tweaks in your financial life to get you there. I, the last habit's the most important. We should have started with that one. It's just not as exciting (laughs) as building up wealth. So we've got the most important habit coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. 
This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies. When you want to succeed as much as you want to breathe, the breath you're taking right now, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you will be successful. Eric Thomas. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group coming to you from the KFG studios. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the studio, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. If you've missed anything, well, I've got good news for you. Every episode's right there on YouTube. You can find it, Wise Money Radio on YouTube, and you can subscribe to it. You can like it, all that sort of stuff. Also, for you bingers out there, it's all podcasts as well. iTunes, Google Play, Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. That's Corhorn with a K. If you have any questions, you can find us there. You can also find us online, wisemoneyradio.com, to submit a question or call or text 574-222-2000. Let me recap what we've been hitting today. Oh, Director of Player Development, Ron Paulus, also former Notre Dame quarterback and star, uh, reached out to us oh, probably two months ago and said he, for a few years he'd been doing a two-week program for the football team about different life skills, how to be successful off the field. That's actually his role there. He was on the program with us last week and asked us to be part of it and share some some financial tips to the guys. And we talked about wise financial habits, foundational financial habits that are hard to pull off, but simple. And you really, you can't argue with them. And we're sharing those with you today. The most important one is coming up here. It's habit number four, and it's inspired by that quote from Eric Thomas that I'll share again. But a little bit left to share with uh, avoiding consumer debt. Yeah, well, and just for the record, his friends call him E.T., and he is amazing. He so is amazing. if you get on the YouTube, uh, you can rock some E.T. Uh, it is After you're done listening to this show. Yeah, certainly. Um, so there were we wanted to follow up from the... The consumer debt one. I mean, that's this one that entangles. It's It easily entangles you. So if you're listening today and you have a struggle with consumer debt, let me encourage you because I've been doing this for 25 years and Mike and uh, Josh have been doing it for a long time as well. And here's what we discussed in between segments here is that it does not take that long if you're willing to change, and, and and a lot of times people don't believe they can change, so they don't have hope. So I want to I want to give you an infusion of hope. You can change. Most people can't change without. If if you've if you've come this far and you haven't changed, it's likely that the internal forces at work aren't going to allow you to change. So you need some sort of external force or external impact to help you with the change. And you can change. I have seen radical changes in people's financial lives, and they have completely changed the way they handle money, the way they think about money, and the trajectory of their financial life. And the the one of the most amazing stories uh, actually has a sad ending. This couple was completely drowning in their financial life, making horrible decision after horrible decision. They came and they said, we'll do whatever you tell us to do. So we helped them. And they felt hopeless, and they thought it'd be 10 to 15 years before they could dig out. 
and basically they were on a trajectory w- within 18 months. And within 18 months, you would not have recognized their financial life. But what happened was um, they got a divorce mm. because finances weren't the problem. Mm-hmm. And the chaos that the finances created kept them together in some sort of cosmic hellish way. And so I would encourage you, but I feel like I just kind of get help. Took get, a, get took help. Get, get, yeah. fi- get financial but help. But yeah. it is it is important to get that off the table because in order to deal with the other areas of your financial uh, of your life, your physical life, your spiritual life, all these other things, your family life, if you are completely distracted by finances, it's not going to go well. This is that's the great that's a great segue, mm-hmm. a, a, accidental segue there. The fourth habit is is really kind of two of them, but it's have annual financial goals. And actually, mm-hmm. the process that we lead people through, the process Josh created, is actually <laughs> have annual goals, not just financial goals. Measure all of the eight most important areas of your life and establish goals for them. And then the part two of that habit is get a coach, have a coach. That's right. It it all begins by having some amount of regular introspection. You have to evaluate how your life is going and not just kind of get into the normal ruts that we can uh, evolve into as time goes on. Every once in a while, you need to have a break point where you stop and just reconsider. Reconsider, is this how I want to spend money? Is this what I want to pursue in my life? Re-envision where you're, you're going. And uh, that really is what drives um, setting new goals and charting new courses. And it is a habit that I- I've developed in my own life uh, every January at the beginning of the year. I sit down and I walk through what we call the life balance wheel. And it's just asking myself, how satisfied am I in these eight key areas? Areas like professional development, or uh, marriage and family, finances, my health, things like that. Um, I, I want to go one by one through these categories and just have an honest assessment. And if I don't like what I see, that's okay. You know, sometimes I'm more satisfied uh, in certain areas than others, but I then try to set goals for how I'm going to drive that satisfaction up. Yep. The the point here is having awareness and and having an honest evaluation, and sometimes that's very hard. And so we talked about how intimidating it is to sit with a financial advisor. No, you want to find if if it is you you've met the wrong financial advisor. Yeah, sitting with a financial advisor should feel like putting on your favorite pair of gloves. Yeah, and they should be able, they should know you well. You shouldn't feel any shame or intimidation. And it's just, hey, this is real, this is raw. This is where real life and finances intersect. What do you want to do with your life and where are you at? And how can we help get you where you want to go? That's that's really what it's all about. Um, So I would encourage you, develop that habit of assessing those eight most important areas and writing goals for them each and every year and then coming up with action items, steps to take to achieve those goals. But one of the suggestions you just made, having written goals, Mm -hmm. that really is key. It has to be visible to you. You can't just 
you know, jot it down once and then uh, hope that you're going to go pursue these throughout the year. It needs to be in front of you at all times. I, I remember one of my favorite goals that Andrea and I pursued early on in our marriage. It was driven by a conversation I had with Kevin in a car one day about wanting to get student loans wiped out. And he challenged me to have this aggressive pace uh, an aggressive pace that was not affordable, by the way, <laughs> and yet he still challenged me to do it, and we did it. But part of the reason, part of the, the recipe for success there was we actually printed out a, a list of you know how, how much money we owed in student loans. We had it on the refrigerator, and every time we made a payment, we were chipping away at it. And every month, we watched that balance decline, and it was incredibly motivating. We never had our eye off the ball there. And because of it, it it's one of uh, my favorite and, and most successful goal achievement stories, and it happened early in our marriage. That was the key as well. Mm. So you guys were focused. You had a coach that challenged you, and you had awareness. That's right. Yeah, and that is – and most people don't believe they can achieve what they're capable of. Yeah. And. I don't know the, the the other way to say, it, but that's where you want to have someone that can look at your life and see the potential and speak into your life and say you can do this. This it, is when when Josh and I had that conversation, and he was sharing with me his situation. I said, "Dude, you can do this." And not only once, not only do you want to do this, once it's done, the freedom that you will have, you can't imagine. Mm-hmm. And most people can't because they've uh, they they are in bondage. They've that's what they've known is bondage. No, freedom is calling. That's the, everyone is yearning for that. Mm-hmm. So get someone who who believes in you and can help you. Again, this message was delivered to the Notre Dame football team a couple months ago. Again, unbelievably talented group of guys, incredible group of guys, great character, and they they received it well. And the idea was, guys, could you have gotten into this room without great coaches? And of course, the answer is no. And so the question for you is, can you get where you want to go financially without a coach? If they can't, can you? Here's what we ended with. And actually, it was a huge uproar and, and a really fun highlight uh, moment in my life. I said, everybody wants to be a beast until it's time to do what a beast does. That's also an Eric Thomas quote. Everyone wants to have financial success until they realize what it takes. We just shared with you what it takes. It's those habits. Those are hard, but you can do it we can help. That's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, myself, and all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.